Simon Coveney is the Minister for Housing and Planning and Local Government in the Irish Government and he took the opportunity to visit Canada in the recent past where he had the opportunity to go to both Toronto and Ottawa and experience the Irish diaspora and the connections that exist between Canada and Ireland and I'm very fortunate to have the opportunity here to have a chat with the Minister. Minister, thanks a million for coming and chatting with us here at Home and Abroad. No problem, I'm delighted to be talking to you and uh, it's been a it's been a fantastic uh, three days in Canada uh, in, in both uh, uh, Toronto and Ottawa and, and I was in Niagara Falls as well last night uh, um, which was also spectacular so it's been very cold here um, the parade in Ottawa I, I think was the coldest ever St. Patrick's Day parade it was um, about minus 24 uh, in, in the wind chill uh, um, but it was uh, but that made for, for all the more novelty to be honest and um, uh, lots and lots of Irish people uh, came out to celebrate which was great so, Minister, before we uh, talk about your, your trip, I'm sure you would love to be canvassing in that weather. <laughs> yeah, I know it's uh, um, it, it's uh, it certainly was very different. I I have some um, some family over here. My wife is um, uh, is one of twelve children, and seven of them live in Canada, right. and um, some of them have um, have families here. So, I met a brother-in-law of mine um, on Friday night and told him I was going to Ottawa. So. He insisted on giving me his jacket, uh, which is a Canada Goose jacket, which uh, I'm glad to say I, I borrowed because it's, um, I think it would have it would have been very difficult for me with um, with a, a slim Irish overcoat if I hadn't um, uh, if I hadn't got some uh, Canadian attire uh, in those kind of temperatures. But look, the welcome was so warm, um, uh, and um, uh, we had great fun, and uh, it was a real privilege for me as a minister to connect with. So many in the Irish community over here, from GAA clubs to uh, politicians to sports people to young Irish who've come here in the last number of years. Um, you know, it really is a fantastically tightly knit, supportive Irish community here, uh, and it was great to be part of it. So, Minister, um, to put it in a nutshell, why would you? Why did you come to our, to Canada uh, on this particular trip? Well, first of all, I mean, I I asked to come to Canada uh, because. Um, I um, I really do feel that that you know Canada is is one of the most important countries in terms of connectivity to Ireland anywhere in the world. Um, you know, there's a higher percentage of uh, Canadians that have that have Irish heritage than any other country. That includes the U.S. or Australia. Um, about 15% of the population here are direct descendants of uh, of Irish, um, and um, of course, the history is an extraordinary one. Uh, in pre-famine times and during the famine, Canadian ports were really the only places that were willing to take Irish immigrants that were sick. Uh, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a story of real tragedy, but a story that turned into opportunity. And Irish people have very much been part of building this country uh, into what it is today. Uh, and they continue to come. I mean, in the last uh, 10 years, nearly 100,000 young Irish people have come to, to Canada. Uh, and are still very much involved in every walk of life here. So for me, uh, uh, knowing some of those people who've come uh, and some of them being very close to me, um, uh, it, was, um, it was a good opportunity for me as a government minister to come and really remind them that, that one, their country is, um, is an optimistic, hopeful place, uh, again, uh, given the, the real difficulties that we've been through over the last uh, seven or eight years, um, but also... Uh, given what's happening in the United States, 
today and in Britain today. Uh, you know, Canada's closest neighbour and Ireland's closest neighbour, um, uh, they really ha- are taking a very different path politically to us at the moment. And uh, so I think we have a lot in common um, uh, and we should be working closely together. There's also a, a real trade a- a- and economic opportunity because, uh, of course, in the last number of weeks, the European Union and Canada have signed a new trade agreement. Uh, and at a time when uh, other potential trade agreements simply aren't going to happen, uh, like between the US uh, and Europe uh, and indeed the Trans-Pacific uh, trade agreement, uh, having a, a new Canadian-EU agreement in place, I think, um, uh, is a real opportunity for, for Ireland, soon to be the only English-speaking country in the European Union, uh, uh, and Canada to, to work very closely together on um, on some very exciting you know economic opportunities. Minister, I know you started your trip in Toronto and you managed to get down to Niagara Falls for the greening of Niagara Falls. Um, in Toronto, I'm sure you were able to visit, while it's under reconstruction, Ireland Park. I was. I was there today, actually, um, uh, with um, Robert Kearns, who is uh, he's a fantastic individual, just relentless energy. Uh, to keep driving projects forward, and uh, yeah, I was there, and it's it's actually quite an emotive place, um, uh, particularly when you hear and understand the stories behind uh, the sculpture and the names uh, 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 on the limestone. Um, uh, it's powerful, uh, and it's a reminder of where we've all come from, uh, and it's uh, uh, it is um, I think a real tribute to um, Irish communities here in. Toronto in terms of how they've fundraised for that and they've made it happen and obviously um, you know a small number of people who've really driven that project forward and indeed aren't stopping there you know the, there's a plan now to extend the park significantly um, uh, to um, to develop um, uh, the quayside next to it uh, and um, you know it's uh, it, it's 20 years in to, to a project that probably won't be completed for another 10 years. Um, but I think we'll te- tell the story of uh, the Irish in Canada uh, in a very, very powerful way, and that needs to be supported. I'm sure it must have been very emotional for you to be able to turn Niagara Falls green. Yeah, I, I mean, it was almost surreal, to be honest. I hadn't been to um, Niagara Falls before, and uh, they've just put a whole new lighting set in there um, at great expense um, last December. So... Um, so yeah, we were in the control tower um, where they they operate the lights for um, Niagara Falls, and yeah, it was it it was lit green for um, uh, for most of the night last night, and uh, it's you know it, it really is, I think, a reminder of just how influential Ireland is internationally now. You know, we have this global family that lives all over Canada, all over the United States, uh, right across Europe. Um, you know, Australia, New Zealand, down into South America. You know, there's 200,000 people of Irish descent in places like Buenos Aires. Um, and, you know, the this concept of global greening, uh, whereby, you know, iconic sites in the world uh, turn green to, to recognize the influence of the Irish uh, in that part of the world. Uh, that happened last night in uh, Niagara, which is effectively where Canada meets the United States. It's a very powerful location, um, and it's an image that I think everybody around the world recognises. And to see it, to see it green and linked to St. Patrick's Day and and Irish heritage, 
uh, was powerful. Uh, and uh, I suspect those images will be all over the world today. You also had the opportunity, I know, while you were in the parade, you mentioned you had your Canada Goose jacket on yesterday from Ottawa. You would, as a result, have walked across the Rideau Canal or been gone across the Rideau Canal, which again was constructed primarily by the Irish and seen many of the Irish landmarks in Ottawa. Yeah, and that canal, you know, freezes for for a number of months uh, each year and it's I think it's the world's longest uh, skating park during that period. It's about 7 kilometers long. Um but I had the privilege as well of spending a lot of time with uh, with one of the the most talented and well-known ministers in the Canadian government now, uh, Catherine McKenna, who's uh, who's the climate change and environment minister in the new government here. Uh, she's Irish, of course, um, and uh, has, uh, uh, you know, um, takes her Irishness and her um, Canadian citizenship very, very seriously. Um, but she's a very influential person within the Canadian government and, um, and is doing, uh, I think, uh, the Irish community proud here. Uh, I had the opportunity to spend three or four hours with her yesterday. Uh, um, we had some really good political discussions, but we also walked in the parade together. In, uh, in freezing temperatures, and uh, it was a good opportunity to get to know her. So, Minister, we covered what, in a way, you were doing in bring your what you were bringing to Canada. What are you bringing home with you? What have you learned from the visit? Well, I, I mean, I have felt before coming here that that Irish, uh, that Ireland and Canada, at a very senior political level, uh, I think need to to do more together. Um, and one of the reasons I, why I wanted to come here was to reinforce that. Uh, I've met a number of members of parliament here. Uh, obviously, um, Catherine is a minister yesterday. Uh, and uh, certainly, uh, whatever the, the future holds politically for me in government in Ireland, uh, I would like to do what I can to influence a more direct partnership and relationship at a very senior political level between Ireland and Canada. I, I think, as I say, we have a lot in common. Uh, we have a lot to to deal with in terms of the political choices that our very large and influential neighbours are making uh, in the context of Brexit um, on our side of the Atlantic and in the context of a new uh, and unpredictable US administration um, for Canada. Um, so, you know, I think that a lot of the values that, that, that the new government in Canada are talking about now on migration, on climate change, uh, on uh, multilateral um, um, discussion and negotiation in terms of uh, trade agreements and human rights and so on. Uh, we have a lot of shared concerns and values and I, I, I would like us to, to work a lot closer on those. And of course we have this new trade agreement which I think offers um, you know, for Irish and Canadian companies huge opportunities to work together now in a tariff-free environment which is something we've never had before. Um, so from my perspective, um, I'd like to build on the relationships that we have um, developed in the last three or four days. Uh, and I think that, that that view is shared amongst the, uh, the politicians that I've met here as well. So uh, undoubtedly, I'll be back here. Um, the question is when uh, and, um, you know, with, uh, with whatever responsibilities I have in government. Um, uh, and I would be... Um, uh, I'd be very optimistic and hopeful and uh, and very positive about the things that we could do together. Uh, 2016 was a big year in Ireland, commemorating 1916, and 2017 is a very big year in Canada. And the Irish community, yeah. I know, will be participating 
in many of the events that are happening throughout the year. Uh, did you have the opportunity to get a briefing on some of what's happening there? I did, yeah. I mean, this is you know this year obviously is a huge year for, for Canada. It's a 150-year uh, celebration or uh, commemoration of um, of uh, Confederation in Canada, uh, and um, you know, in many ways um, that is a very a big event, particularly here in um, in Toronto and in Ottawa. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think you know as we share. Uh, the significance of 2016, uh, given what happened 100 years earlier, Canada are also recognizing where they've come from uh, and where they're going. So there are all sorts of all sorts of parallels, really, in terms of what is happening politically in Canada and in Ireland right now. Uh, and again, I think that's just part of the of the glue that's pulling the the, the two countries together. Um, and I think it's up to um, to, to politicians to try to facilitate now more discussion, more trade uh, on, on what we can do in a tangible way to, um, uh, to build on those linkages that are already there. Uh, and, you know, if you were with me yesterday, and I know you'll know this, but, um, you know, the more Irish communities you meet here, the more you realize actually what, a, what an influential and powerful group of people they are with, you know, w- uh, within this country. Uh, and, um, uh, and we should do a lot more to try and build on that in the context of what Ireland and Canada should be looking to do together in terms of, of influencing others. Um, I, uh, I look forward to doing that. Um, Minister, before we wrap up, because I know I'm conscious of the time and I, I really appreciate the time you've taken, I think it is in a good time for us to actually draw attention to uh, the initiative your colleague, um, Joe McHugh, has uh, coming up in May with the Global Irish Civic Forum and how that is designed to bring the diaspora together in Ireland to help share some of the experiences and ideas also. And, of course, that's happening in, in the uh, 4th and 5th of May, as far as I recall. Absolutely, and uh, let me give you an exclusive as of a few minutes ago. Um, um, the, um, the Taoiseach will be announcing in, in Philadelphia at the same time as I'm talking to you uh, that the government have made a decision uh, to extend voting rights to, to Irish citizens all over the world. Uh, for um, presidential elections in the future, uh, we won't be able to do it for next year's presidential elections, but the but after that, uh, and we'll be we're committed to holding a referendum uh, to do that because we'll need to change the constitution to do it. So that will be one of the big discussion points for that global forum in May. But there'll be a whole range of others as well, uh, and I'm sure there'll be very strong uh, Canadian representation at that. Minister, I really appreciate that you took time out of your busy schedule and to uh, share with us. And no, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, but enjoy, continue to enjoy the Canadian weather. Thanks, Minister, and have a safe day. Thanks very much, and um, I'm happy to talk to you anytime.